0: Hello and welcome to the Leeds Up Podcast. I'm James and I'm with Rocco. Hello. Happy bank holiday. Recording this on the, the Monday after a glorious weekend down in Suffolk. Well, I had a glorious weekend down in Suffolk. Did you enjoy it, Rocco?
1: I loved it. It was a fantastic match and very entertaining, very impressive, I thought. Yeah, absolutely thrilled. Yeah, feel again. I've done a one eighty spin, and we're going to piss the league. (laughs) Oh god! And I love, I love Willie and Sunny. Yeah, it's all good. Happy days. One hundred and forty-four days we
0: waited for that league win.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, and it and it feels it as well. It was that Forest game, wasn't it? And I was just as buzzing after that. I think I said that it would be impossible for us to finish below Nottingham Forest. How wrong I was.
0: So, so. I went down to Ipswich with, see my family, well, my wife's side of the family, stayed there for a few days and, uh, yeah, it was, it, I managed to get a, a ticket in the away end. I had a few beers beforehand around near Portman. went into a Yates. There was a lot of Ipswich fans. I felt very nervous. You know, just someone could sniff my, sniff my accent out. I felt like eyes were on me, but uh, yeah, it was good. Had a had a few Guinness, Guinnesses in there, got to the ground. It was it was warm. Like Suffolk is warm. Yeah. I, I think I overegged it wearing a wearing a hoodie. But yeah, it was just a, just a great atmosphere and uh, privileged to kind of see it because I've been to so many times. I've been to Ipswich since early two thousands or mid two thousands, should I say? And seen us lose at Portman Road. Never seen us win. And that was that was a brilliant one to go to. Yeah, so good. Feel very lucky, and I was in a great mood this weekend.
1: It's a long trip back, isn't it? I've been. I think I've only been once, and we won. I think Robbie Keane scored. So yeah, just before you started going, but yeah, you you won't want to go there and come back after a defeat. But yeah, it's happened countless times because I don't think we've well, yeah, we obviously don't have a good record there, do we?
0: No, not at all. And uh, it's the game started off really nicely. Well, first of all, what what were your thoughts when the team came out because it, it was kind of hinted that it was going to go that way in the week. Just by the mere fact that Sinistera and Nyonto are back in training, did you think they were going to start there?
1: No, I didn't. I thought it was brilliant, you know, really exciting and bold move for him to do that. And yeah, the, the right thing, clearly. You know, he's just playing our best players and yeah, people can you count themselves unfortunate like Shackleton. I think I said last week, <laughs> he's got the shirt now and then straight away, as soon as a better player becomes available, he's he's back on the bench. But we'll we'll come on to him anyway because he was class when he came on. But I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, great great selection. As well, I seem to think every every pretty much every time I've been happy with what he's done. He, he seems to do what I want him to do in a way. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a legend, Farker. He's <laughs> going up on my estimations daily. It
0: was a pretty fast tempo start, and you know, obviously they they went ahead in after seven minutes. The Joe Road on own goal and. That was right in line where the pass was played through with us, where we were in the, the upper tier of the cobalt stand at Portman Road. And it looked like it was offside to me. And I, I don't know, I haven't seen any other replay, I've not managed to see a decent replay that's kind of in line with it. But there was a big shout for it being offside and players were livid as well that it wasn't given. Sorry, that it was given. And uh, yeah, that was that was kind of a bit of a damp start. and we just, And there was elements that just thought, here we go. But even then, like in those first seven minutes, I thought we, put, we were playing really well, like passing the ball around well. And I was glad we kind of got a quick reply, really. And on the the 10th the minute, Ruta scored, ailing with probably the best assist of his career. <laughs> I mean, it was a punt up to Ruta, who brought it down, and then he did the rest. And what were your thoughts on that?
1: I was absolutely gobsmacked. My jaw was on the floor. But like a lot of people have said, Obviously the commentary was was a couple of seconds ahead, but it's quite funny, right? Because as soon as I put it on and I noticed the commentary was ahead, I turned it right down. I didn't mute it I just turned it right down to like two and you know I couldn't hear anything and and you know I thought right you know that's fine didn't think anything I couldn't hear anything and then Rotter gets the ball and I just hear screaming you know Brim was going so crazy that I could hear that he'd clearly scored which a bit of a shame really but I mean what a goal like I feel like it's underrated it was incredible out of nothing and You know, the strength, the composure, and then the skill, you know, that drag thing that he did to beat two or three men. And then the finish, you know, in off the post, perfect finish, just a top, top draw goal. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what 35 million gets you.
0: When, it, when I saw him on the ball, I thought, hmm, what's going to happen here? Because I've seen him sort of glide around a few players before and you think, God, he looks brilliant. Like Akron's and Stanley was kind of like that as well, wasn't it? But then nothing came of it. It was a bit more like the milk advert, the end the end product there. But it, like I, I was gobsmacked that it went in. We had, had a good view of it from where we were. and But I was so happy, like so, so happy for him because there's so many people. And I think even we started to give that undertone in the podcast, let's be honest, that it's like, are we done with Ruta? Like, is he ever going to come good? And and I think, you know, not just that moment, there was moments in the game later on where I thought he was brilliant and kind of dragged the ball through midfield and got away from players and he, he was excellent. Re- he was really good to watch in the flesh and we definitely need to see more of that from him. I
1: totally agree. I mean, I was I was surprised that he was in the team and I sort of took it as a good sign. There's been a couple of times where Farkas. Like some, like things that he's said have, have made it sound like he, he wants this guy in the team. And, and I sort of took a bit of heart from that. And then to see him in the lineup, I was surprised. You know, I thought with, with Pirro playing, I thought he'd maybe stick with Joffe. But yeah, seeing him there, you know, that made me think well, you know, Fark has clearly got got faith in this guy and yeah he absolutely delivered I mean it it was it was a great performance all the way through he just he he looked so confident and you know is it because he's surrounded by better players you know I know he said after the game how last season was difficult for him and yeah I've slammed him for not getting in the team last season and you know nothing can change that you know that that is the fact of of the matter we signed that guy for a lot of money and he did nothing but as we all know you know you have this there could be countless factors for that that we have no idea about. We're just the fans, and and we see it in black and white. So a brilliant, brilliant sign for him. It's like a yeah, it's like his, it's like him announcing himself, wasn't it? So yeah, let's see where he goes from here.
0: Yeah, I, the the thing that I plucked out from his comments after the match were him obviously talking about him being young when he came to the club, and it was kind of like saying that he wasn't very settled. Probably because it was like a massive change from moving to the industrious city of Leeds. And, you know, it, it must be difficult. Like, no matter what you paid at, at that age, what is he, 20, 21? 21, yeah. It's, it's still, like, a big deal if you're of that char- sort of character, you know, if you're moving away from family and friends, etc. Et so, yeah. and I think Fark is probably the good, a good person to, to put their arm around him and, and make him come good. So, I'm excited now. I hope he delivers hat-trick next game against Wednesday. Come on. It, we started getting busy, little little Willie non, Nyonto popped up at the back post, Sam Byram's cross actually was a, kind of reminiscent of uh, Dan James in the previous game out on the, on the left-hand side and I thought Byram was having a, well, he'd had a great game up until that point and then obviously until he was injured as well, but yeah, Willie, Willie did well, didn't
1: he? He did, he did and uh, he liked that as well, he celebrated wildly, which was good to see. How was his reception then? So I don't know if you
0: heard it on TV or whether it was picked up by anyone, but he was he was definitely getting booed. He got he got booed on the ball a bit and then he got he got booed at times, but it was kind of like semi. Like no one was really sort of fully going for it. It was just kind of making their feelings
1: known and long for? Like how long were they like did that stop after he scored or did was it even in the it... second half? Was he getting
0: it was more like when he came over or when he was kind of on the ball there on that side and there was a few boos and stuff, but it was nothing like long lived. And I, I, you know, I kind of get it and I feel like there's some stick is sort of deserved and and I think we just need to quickly move on from it. You know, it's happened, Like Fark's moved on, he's given him a chance, therefore we should too. Uh, but I, was, I was happy for him, it was kind of written all along really that Yonto is probably going to score. I thought someone put a Twitter, sorry, put a bet on, and they posted it on Twitter for all those four goal scores. I think they won about thirteen <laughs> quid, didn't they?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great effort. That yeah, I'm I'm the same as you. I mean, I've I've said that I didn't want to see him in a lead shirt again and all that, but you know, Farkas playing him, and you know, with that in mind, we have to respect Farka And if if we're not with him, you know, we're against him, Farka, I mean, and and the team, you know, Farka will not want us booing him, so. You know, I don't think we can boo him from here. No. you know, I, I think I think that'll you know, be done. Just, have, it has to be done. It and he's such a great player. I mean, every time the ball goes out to him, it's just just a completely different class. You know, to to probably most of the players in this championship. I thought he was brilliant. Same same for all four up top, really. But he's just so good. Like, it, it, I mean, it's not like welcoming welcoming back. I don't know, even Charlie Taylor, like, you know, he's not going to make that much difference, I don't imagine, if we signed him. But, like, Nyonto is, a, like, a proper match winner, you know, proper, proper match winner. He, he, he can fire us up. So, you know, with that in mind and having seen what I've seen on Saturday, I just hope that everyone forgets about it and, and, yeah, you just have to move on. Yeah, and I think
0: the thing with Nyonto is that because he is so good, he put he plants that worry into other teams as well, where it, it just by him being on the ball, it sort of stretches them a bit. And, you know, I think had he not been in playing in that game, Leif Davis might have got like a, a better run on the left hand side and, and gone at us. You know, you talk about a, a player that's got the most assists in the League One last year. He's absolutely flying. He's got he scored some good goals for them as well. So yeah, you can't you can't discount that. And I think it was it was smart for a Fark to fix those relationships and get them back in as, as quickly as possible because it's it's been needed. It makes you think what what could have been as well in the other game, but we are where we are. And then nineteenth minute, uh, Sinistera, who again, like Nianto, was just just like a class above for me. Uh, you know, his pass. I think he got hundred percent pass rate, hundred yeah. percent pass rate, and all of his shots on goal in, in that game. And uh, he he obviously tucked inside, like defender had no chance. He, Shot him on the back foot and uh, took a shot, bobbled out to Pirro. And uh, the new man, the new signing, just smashed
1: it in. Nice, isn't it? Striker in the middle, just sniffing out a goal. Yeah, I was delighted for him. It's great for him to to get off the mark. I think he's a great signing. I think we got him for a great fee. And uh, yeah, it's a signal of intent. You know, the, the 49ers, in my estimation, have, have gone up a lot you know just from the team that we're putting out and the squad that we've got right now you know i think pretty much like on the pitch everything they've done is is great you know all the players that have gone i'm happy they've gone even harrison really considering our other options on the wing i I don't care and uh, And then, yeah, getting in someone like Pirro, I mean, (laughs) you know, I I do have to say it's a little bit annoying that we couldn't do it sooner. You know, if if that guy was available to us and and willing to come, you know, we've done the deal, so why couldn't we have done it sooner if it's to save a few million, so be it. And, yeah, things, everything changes. Who knows what what the lay of the land was a few weeks ago. But, yeah, if we'd have had him, we might be on 100% record.
0: Yeah, and we've got no idea how much is dictated by who's going, who we're negotiating to go, because there might be someone else that leaves and what's happening elsewhere with people coming in for Pirro. Like if someone else is in there, does that create a bit more... So kind of seeing what happens and just waiting is probably the wise thing, but it's just painful as a fan, isn't it? Because you just like, just sign them as soon as possible yeah. get them knitted into the team so we can start winning some bloody games, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, Sam Byram got injured, 24th minute, and he was subbed off for Cody Drama. And Cody Drama was an interesting one because he came on into left-back position, which is obviously not where he where he's played, or where he plays usually. And he was back for uh, when they got promoted out of the championship last season. And I did think this could be quite interesting, <laughs> just in terms of what will this mean if it goes well, you know, either way, and pick, will people be clamouring for to for him to knock Ailin out of the team? And and when that back pass, like he was, he was, he just started off ropey. Like there was a few things he did that were just dodgy, and then obviously there was that back pass that was just a catastrophe of communication and just a, a terrible ball back, and it put them in, and they they scored, and it was, yeah, I was I was really like really annoyed about that in the ground because I just thought this is the sort of thing that we get sucked into. Or, or the life gets sucked out of us in the second half. We just struggle and then we concede another goal and the game starts to go away from us. And so I was absolutely livid, really. And yeah, but lo and behold, half time and uh, Jamie, Sh- Jamie Shackleton's brought on for him. What were your
1: thoughts on that? I was thrilled. It was definitely the right decision. Drama was, yeah, catastrophic. Like you say, from the moment he came on, the first thing he did was just like, like, lazy or I don't know, just he lost the lost possession, like stupidly, cheaply gave the ball away. I think he was tackled, like dallying on the ball in possession. And he never woke up the whole the whole game, you know, all those balls over the top. I mean I was going to ask you, like you were there, like the amount of times they were getting him, every single ball over the top of his head, they were they were in behind us. And so I was furious at drama for that. But then you know, is that someone in the defense like not pushing up and playing people on side. Is it the linesman getting the decisions wrong, or or was it just him? I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Probably hard to tell for you as well. I just, yeah, I just thought they were just picking him out and try, and going
0: for it because it was it was kind of very apparent from the first moment that he made a mistake, that he just looks uncomfortable, and the, or that just like you say, wasn't really switched on. And yeah, it was. Yeah, I I honestly think they they went for it and. I think Fark knew it as well. That's why he subbed him off. And uh, we obviously had loads of back and forth on Shaqs. or not loads of back and forth, but we had some messages on Shaqs in WhatsApp last week. And we were sort of saying, you know, there's still that element of risk. Well, for me, last week, there's still that element of risk that he could potentially go out because he's still on the fringes of the Leeds team. And he's at a point where he does need game time. Last season was the same at Millwall. He didn't really play an awful lot he went there to play in central midfield and it didn't really kick on for him and he came on and he was so good like so so good engine was brilliant doing all the right things yeah amazing i was i was very very chuffed with him what yeah anything else to add
1: no, I'll I'll give myself some credit because I, I thought I we'd keep him because, because he's so versatile. Although, yeah, I never thought we'd be playing him at left back. He's, yeah, he was just brilliant. And yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I think I've, I've said it for the last couple of weeks, really, you know, listing his attributes. We all know what they are. And a player like him is, is very valuable, I think, in in a squad. And, you know, who knows? He You know, maybe he will get in the team somewhere. But... You know, we are light in the centre of midfield. I know we've linked to a load of players, but, you know, he'll do a job in there. He'll do a job wide, do a job either fullback, as we now know. And, yeah, he's, he's a he's a good lad to have around, clearly, as well. So, delighted for him, and I hope it's completely off the agenda that he might move. Yeah, fingers crossed he's got, got a lot... A big part to play, especially as well, like there's five subs in there in the championship. So even if you're on the bench, you know, you're still likely to play a big, big part in these games. So hopefully he's happy with that.
0: I mean, he probably should be kept just for the fact he can kick his own boot about forty yards up a field as well. I don't even know how <laughs> well, he did that.
1: I know some some amazing techers on it because yeah, it was just like a it looked like a normal pass that he was playing. Yeah, he just absolutely flew. So it, it was, <laughs> that was funny, the classic of everyone just going. Do you hey. know what was in mind though? The amount of times I've like been furious watching watching matches that are stopped because a player's tying up his shoe shoelaces yeah. and then he's made to go off when they've got a corner know, yeah. because his tiny shoes I mean if it's a rule change then absolutely fine but my god it's just so typical <laughs>
0: yeah it was very lazy. and uh, obviously before we go into the, the kind of the last goals and all that kind of stuff how did you think we were in the middle of the park like Ampadu and Grey yeah thoughts so.
1: I thought they were both really good I just love some of the football we play it's like the intricate one touch passing and you know, it's only possible because of them two. You know, they're you know they they really they really look like quality midfielders. I can't believe anthony has been playing in centre back. Like he just doesn't. I mean, he's like a born midfielder. How how is it possible? But apparently, he has for the last couple of seasons. But yeah, it's a he looks at an amazing find and buy. And yeah, Archie alongside him, we never never mentioned that raking crossfield ball he did set up. Oh, yeah. uh, I think it was Pirro's goal in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Just, just wow! Like, what a ping that was! Absolutely beautiful. So yeah, I'm, I'm chuffed with them. I think if a midfielder comes in, I do think Gray will, will be, you know, he, that is his shirt. Surely, like, I, I can't see him coming out of the team. Whoever we sign in, in midfield, they'll have to, they'll have the, the work cut out to
0: gain. I, uh, I keep the th- like we'll, we'll come on to prospective signings. Oh and I do keep thinking I'm, I'm worrying a bit about Gray but then I'm not worried because he's just so he's so good he's so assured already like it's it's embarrassing like how assured he looks he he looks he plays like he's got the mind of a 30 year old it's just it's weird to watch but yeah I thought he was great and I thought Ampadu was brilliant and he got a good chant from the away fans as well uh, he was been serenaded at the end i think he enjoyed it but the the start of the second half was actually not frustrating, but worrying because it all kind of unfolded how I thought it would in that they'd got a, a goal late on. It was like the 40, well, it was seven minutes added on they, they scored, didn't yeah. they? We just came out and we just didn't really seem to get on top of the game and they seemed to be going at us quite a lot from memory. And I was, I was really worried. But I, I actually thought as well, in hindsight, and I did kind of reflect on this on our Twitter account as well, that I was quite impressed with Ipswich because there's so many teams that kind of, Look at us and think, oh God! Like we're just gonna have to sit and just absorb this. But they just carried on doing what they've been doing for the last year and a half, or however long. Twenty-two games undefeated was something crazy. So they just carry on doing what they're doing, and and that sort of created massive problems for us. And and when you do look at the stats, you know they had more more passes, more expected goals, more ball possession. I thought I thought they were really impressive, to be honest. And and I was quite concerned that they were sometimes having seem to be overloading us in midfield and doing really really well and it made me draw questions on Farker a little bit to, to think you know are the tactics right <laughs> because at this point it was a bit nervy well I was really nervous about what was going to happen yeah did, did that kind of cross your mind or
1: I was quite different really so like in the first half you know I mean I said to my mates we could have been 7-3 down yeah. which may, may have been an exaggeration but yeah they I, I think overall they probably had the the better of the play in terms of i've not seen like the attacking momentum graph thing but i'm pretty sure they'd probably dominate that but i honestly wasn't that worried you know at all in the second half i really believed that we would score again and you know whether we scored before they equalized or after was strangely calm and, and confident just because yeah, I just, yeah, I was just so, so much belief in the front four that I just felt we'd score again. And, and also, I also rode on, like, I think the, the own goal, I think it was poor, but, you know, I don't think there was anyone in the middle. So you'd like to maybe think he could have been a bit more aware. But in general play, I thought Rodon was a, a man mountain. I thought he was excellent, and and he really. Although they did carve out sort of chances to make chances, like getting him down the sides, still There was a, like a few blocks. Think you know Rodon did a few last ditch blocks, and Melier had to make some half decent saves. But I do feel like that centre of defence is is really solid. Actually, like you know, I, I feel like you know crosses will be repelled, and you know, I feel like we can stand up to pressure. Yeah, even though they had chances and a lot of shots, yeah, I, 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 I felt really good, which maybe may overconfident, really, because, yeah, when you look at the highlights, they, yeah, they clearly could have scored more goals. But no, I, yeah, I was, I was uh, yeah, I was just like, just believed in them, really, for some reason. I think they've
0: become more and more confident with whoever's at the side of them as well. You know, I think Luke Aylin... Kind of brings confidence. So that, you know, you know, I know there's questions around his sort of speed and agility when it comes to defending. But he's an assured professional. He's like played at the highest level. He's our captain and and left side. I thought you know, Byram is is very much of that ilk. You know, he's got loads of experience. But I do think it's what what do we do when we have injuries? And you know, there's talks of us going in for a left back. It's Leicester player, isn't it? Who's
1: potentially
0: yeah coming in. Thomas from Leicester isn't it but they might not want to go to another championship and it's it is that just depth and you can see why we're going for a bunch of midfielders as well because what happens if Archie Gray's out what happens if Ampadu's out is it a lot of pressure on Archie Gray you know playing week in week out at this level and he's for when you know slip-ups will happen because they do that puts an an immense amount of pressure on and mental toll on the 17 year old so it's I think we do need some more players in and it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few days but we'll we'll, co- we'll come on to that in a bit so just going back to Shaq's as well and uh, well going jumping forward to the goal as well with Shaq's so Ampadu kind of went in for a 50-50 probably a foul one way or the other but, yeah. but Shaq's came out with it ran with the ball sort of saw the space in front of him and just slotted it through to Sinister, which was an absolutely class ball see Brandon is it Brandon Williams Brandon Williams yeah yeah Their right back who got subbed on Fall on his ass as uh, Sinistera got past him was brilliant. Scum player who didn't come to us, I think, is that right? That well, is
1: he, right linked, you know? he was
0: linked with us anyway, wasn't he?
1: He was. Yeah, he, he, that sort of like completed the perfect day, really. Like them four scoring, and then like later on finding out that it was—I didn't realize it was Brandon Williams. Obviously, had it on silent, and then like after the game, you sort of seeing about the reports coming in about. Llorente and Christensen getting hooked at half-time and then Aronson's got a red card and then even like yesterday, Cott clattered his key for and led to a goal. Sevilla, bottom of the league. It's like, yeah, it's one of those weekends where everything just seems to seems to have gone for us. And yeah, and it was a really nice finish that from Sinistera. It's like, he is clinical, isn't he? But yeah, it was all about Shaq's like breaking forward and then the perfect pass because it really was the perfect pass, you know, it, that... That pass enticed Williams, you know, to sort of, yeah, end up doing what he did, like looking a fool because he thought he could get there. But yeah, no beating Cine, it, uh, it was quality, very similar actually to when uh, Williams was playing for Norwich and it was Rafinha that just got to Joffy's header just before him and then went on and we got that, that late goal. So yeah, yeah, Williams obviously is uh, a bit of a good luck charm for us.
0: Yeah, he might actually like Leeds. Maybe we've got maybe we've got it all
1: wrong. They <laughs> should have signed him.
0: Maybe we have signed him. He's like a double agent. <laughs> so yeah, and then so that put us at 4 2. They scored later on. See you later. That's it. Game done.
1: <laughs> I mean it,
0: I, I I was very nervy as I, I always am. But it felt like at one point it could easily go and be a draw. And I thought I did have this feeling that it was going to be four three and the longer it went on and the, the more they put pressure on us. I do think there's there's some things that need tidying up, but there's you still got a squad that's trying to understand itself, and you have got players coming in and out with injuries, uncertainty of well, Willie and Sinister hadn't even trained up until you know a few days before the game, so yeah, we, there's there's time to time to kind of remedy all this. And the thing for me as well is I did not think we would get anything from that match. My my underlying feeling was we might get a draw. Like anything more than a draw is brilliant. But I think getting a win at this point going into Sheffield Wednesday next week, which to bookend my stat from earlier, it would be 296 days uh, since we've won back-to-back league games. So you're coming on to nearly a year. Yeah, yeah. So on to transfers, there are loads of rumours flying around, loads of names that have been flying around for the past few days. Kamara and from Rangers, apparently that's going to be done, who knows, uh, we'll see, and uh, Amiri from Leverkusen, now he's the one that everyone seems to be most excited about, and there was a lot of, is he coming, isn't he, on Twitter over the weekend, before the weekend, I think he was named in the match day Squad as well, but I understand there's kind of like personal things that are going on there with his wife who's pregnant, and so you know, you can kind of forgive him for being in a bit of a quandary with that, but yeah. what, are you, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because he's—I mean—he's only five million, uh, which is like, yeah, giving him away, aren't they? Basically, but it looks like he's had a decent career. I've actually seen him play. I went yeah. to, uh, yeah, when I was working, um, I went to see Leverkusen versus Porto in the in the Europa League, and he was in midfield. Played the full game. Havertz was playing. So I was like looking at him cause he was the hotly rated one. So yeah, I've no idea how he played. Yeah, Mob gave him like 7.6. So he must've played pretty well in the 1-2-1. One, one. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't know apart from that.
0: Creative, creative midfielder who might bring in a load of assists, which is kind of what we need, though, isn't it? That's that's what we've been saying. We've been missing.
1: Yeah, and I think he, I don't like people have assumed that he's going to be playing as a number ten, but it seems to me like he's a bit more of a central midfielder. I think he can play further forward as well. But yeah, I think he's probably an option for yeah for two roles in the team. He's a good age. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. He's yeah. He's, he, he can do the business in the championship. I, I, I'm at the. St- Trust the club. Well, about five days ago, I was sort of like suspicious of anyone they wanted to sign, but now I'm, yeah, I'm on board. Whatever they want to do is fine by me.
0: Yeah, I mean, things all when a checkbook comes out. I mean, there's no checkbook, is there? It's all backs. It's probably not even backs, is it? It's large sums of money. What's the other one? Chaps' payment, isn't it, for large sums of money? When that happens, (laughs) everyone's always a little bit happier, aren't they? So, Jed Jed Spence from Spurs, is he? Is he left back? Is he right back? No,
1: I wish he was. He's a right back, yeah. It's not ideal, is it? And I don't know. Do we need and well, I mean, everyone will say everyone seems to think we need a right back, but I just feel with ailing and you know, surely we just buy a left back and then we've got Furpos he's gonna be around as cover or Byron.
0: Well, We've had the drama experiment now, so it makes me think: Is he going? And Max Arons was obviously one that they was they were trying to do a few weeks ago. So are they yeah. just trying? Are they just trying to get the depth right? Which, if they are, that's totally fine because what we don't want is a repeat of kind of Bielsa era when there isn't enough players around, and then when someone is injured, that we're completely screwed. So it's one of those where it's like it's a bit unsettling to kind of have more in, but equally, like it's kind of an insurance policy as well.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. I just, yeah, I'm just surprised because, you know, we've got Byron and, but uh, yeah, I guess Byron's a risk. You know, we don't know. I <laughs> do he's injured as well already. Exactly. So. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess it makes sense from from that point of view. I, I just still, I do still believe in Ailing. I, I, I didn't think he had a bad game on on Saturday. Got an assist, rocker. <laughs> it, a, a brilliant assist. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like a, a good right back and yeah, good players are welcome.
0: And we talked about Thomas from Leicester, who they might not want to come in. But again, you know, Furpo's kind of been in and out injured. And who knows which version of Furpo will turn up when he plays anyway. But there's all, there's also some other, some other things we've been floating around. So there's a. Tanaka from Mainz, is it? And he's mm-hmm. a Japanese international. He scored that controversial goal in the World Cup, didn't he? Which was That's right against Spain, where the ball kind of looked to have gone out, but it went to Re- review and it ca- and it hadn't, it was pulled back to him and he sort of needed it in the net, didn't he? But yeah. yeah, it could be quite interesting. I know everyone gets excited about him over there, so and the Japanese
1: fans obviously love him, yeah, yeah. And well, it's a good fee 2.7 million now. That, yeah, that's, that's yeah, basically free, isn't it? Our
0: second Japanese player, who was our first Japanese player?
1: Oh, god, uh, what's his name? <sighs> it's gone, I can't tell you, Idaguchi.
0: Ah, that's the one. I saw him on his debut at York City <laughs> in a friendly. Classic Bielsa era that was.
1: He must be Bielsa, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah of course it was. He making uh, it. That was probably been the only time he pulled on the shirt. I bet. I Maybe another remember,
0: friendly. I can't remember whether we played the friendly Ellen Road, but he was definitely in that one anyway. Because that I remember after the game as well. It was one of those things where they talked about the language complication because you had Biel at that time. Bielsa had his coaches around the pitch. To try and get people used to the system. You shouting at them, so you'd got someone who was translating from Spanish to English to Japanese to to get it to Hidiguchi, which isn't ideal. And then Batista Mendy was like something I've seen floating around Twitter this evening. But I, is this one of these things where it's kind of like a bit of volume where it's we're putting in bids or kind of testing the water with stuff because these obviously aren't all going to land, are they?
1: no this is the thing. I'm I'm barely even following it to be honest. Like. Uh, you know when it happens i'll i'll get interested it's just just too many twists and turns like what's the point of trying to keep up with it because (laughs) as soon as you think you know what's going on something different's happening Uh, but yeah the thing that worries me is that they're clearly sort of preparing themselves to buy a winger and uh, it makes me think that sinister probably will go in the end i really hope not but I mean, they can't possibly be looking at buying a winger if it if it's not a a contingency for Sinistera going. How, you know, how could we possibly need another when we've got Somerville, James, and then you get onto the likes of Perveda and Joseph, and you know, why? We, that doesn't seem realistic. I think I think Dara might have touched
0: on this actually. or we've definitely talked about it that. The club obviously talks about Calvin it being a risk when he was at the club because of his value and for where we were at the time. And I wonder if there's an element of that with Sinistera, where you think, well, he's actually he's been injured a few times already, and you've got he's a quality player, like he's he's really really good, and will absolutely dominate it if he gets in in a stride in in this league. But it's also if he's out for a number of months like that's a huge flight risk to us (laughs) us as well so I think they're probably kind of weighing that all up and given the fact there's been some sort of legal contract dispute whatever it is in the background as well just makes you think yeah it's probably not gonna and to be honest the way he sort of came off because he got subbed off and he walked a long way around in front of the fans at the weekend he didn't really sort of acknowledge them and I don't I don't think he's been disrespectful or anything like that but I just didn't think it didn't feel like he's massively bought into it all but that's that's me just maybe overreading the situation i don't
1: know the it's the same it's when it, when he scored the goal yeah such a muted celebration you know mm. just sort of head down you know everyone comes around him he didn't you know he was, he was literally facing the away fans you I know, know you'd have thought with everything that's gone on he'd run over to them and pump his fists and you know tell them that he wants to be here and we didn't get that whatsoever it was the opposite so yeah I think he probably will go I mean I don't really I, and the injury thing is is a real thing you know in, in a way you you know maybe we're better off getting rid of him because of his risk of injuries in terms of you know getting very little game time out of him versus someone else who's going to play every week but injuries are a risk to everybody and you know, I just feel like if he's in the squad and if he does stay fit, I can't. I, can't, I just think they've been stopping us, I really do. I, I, like That attack is far too good for the Championship and that's, that's what we need. I like, feel like Leeds United need to blow the league away to get up and we'll do it with players like him.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see what happens over the next few days. The transfer window shuts on the 1st of September, so all sorts could happen. I wouldn't be surprised if more than one goes. There's been a lot of talk of even Mel I know he's settled and there's not been anything of it recently, but there's a lot of keeper movement in the overall mar- keepers moving in the market, should I say. So I just wouldn't be surprised. And the fact that we've got Darlow is kind of to almost managed that risk. And we've been talking about it for some time. So we'll have to just wait and see what happens. Yes. Yeah, so jumping back to the game. We, we have to do your bloody rating section, don't we?
1: we do why do you keep throwing me under the bus with this you always call it mine <laughs> make like a proper point of it every single time it's throwing you under the bus and also driving it right it's, i think this is difficult let's just recap so seven is good eight is great nine is absolutely fantastic okay yeah yeah. yeah and yeah. one is cody drama right so Melier. Melie. i i I don't know whether I, I think I blame him for the first goal so I'm, I'm giving him a 6 even though he made a few, cool. fair few decent saves I'd be happy with 7 if you are I thought on
0: reflection like he saved quite a few in the what could have he could have made a mess of some of them in the second half like you think of the goal that Piro tapped in like he could have easily had a spill but he, he was quite tidy I thought yeah I'm going to go 7 million. I thought he was, I like letting in three goals not ideal
1: but they weren't they weren't his fault 7 Ailing got an assist drop Seven, seven for Ailing. <laughs> Byram, I'm tempted to give him an eight. What, do you what think? the hell?
0: Look, I just don't. Yeah, I met well, I think he didn't play enough for me to give him an eight. I think that's my only thing. So I'd say a seven. We're giving Ailing okay. a seven.
1: Byram gets a seven. It's fine. Rodon own goal, but I've got him down as eight. I was really impressed. What do you think? And know we conceded three. I would have gone lower. Okay,
0: Shall we go will, seven? I'll go seven, yeah. Strike seven. Strike seven. I see like Fop Mob have got them rated at like in five points something for a road on a strike, which I think is pretty harsh. But I can, I can kind of see it's like somewhere you've let in three goals, so where is it on black and white yeah. stats, you know?
1: Yeah, nah, that's silly. Ampadu eight. Ampadu eight, 100%. Gray, I mean, I'm between seven and eight. I've written down eight, but I don't know if that's a bit kind. What do you think?
0: I think seven's fair. He had a, he had a good game and he's, he's getting better, which is the main thing. Good. Right. I mean, these guys all
1: scored and all played really well. Let's give them all eights, Rocco. Come on, let's wrap it up. That's what I've done. Have Sinistera, Yeah. Sinistera eight, Nyonto eight, Rutter eight, Pirro eight. Yeah, I'm I'm well on board with that. I thought they were all fantastic. Brilliant. Right. The substitutes starting with Cody. And I am giving him a one out of ten. So I've never ever given anything lower than a four. I mark players. Like (laughs) for the for for the Bielsa books I was marking all the way through when I was a kid, I marked players. And I think I've like given one three and never below that. But drama has to have a one because he was so, so horrific, like in everything that he did. And the fact that he only lasted twenty five minutes. Like the one is on the scale to be used at some point and this is the point and i'm giving it to him for being just ridiculous not on the scale as well isn't it no it's (laughs) one to ten
0: yeah i mean i'm not going to argue with with a man speaking so passionately about his hatred (laughs) of a young boy but yeah it was miserable i seeing it unfold was just like how has this even happened yeah let's go with one
1: and the other thing is the thing that annoys me the most is is it it is like the pass back, like just boot it up field. like it's a sixtieth like six minute of added on time, with three one up. Like what are you doing playing a through ball <laughs> for the opposition? Mm. Just boot it down the line. Anyway, right. So uh, Shackleton, I'd like to give him an eight.
0: Yeah, eight all the way. Brilliant.
1: And. Is that it? Like Joffy and Creswell came on, but... I don't Too, late. They... Too late. Too late to get
0: ratings, yeah. Yeah. There
1: was uh, no one No. Nah. Man of the match. Give it to Rutter, I think. Can you giving it Rutter? to Rutter? Yeah. Uh, God, I've given him so much shit, and then he plays yeah. like that, scores that goal. And it set us on our way as well. So, yeah, I, I, I'm giving it to Rutter, yeah.
0: Rutter. Rutter. I mean, I'm torn between Sinister and Rutter, because I think we obviously mentioned him having did we mention this or was this before we recorded that he'd had hundred percent shots on target? Oh, and, yeah. and 100%, I did mention it hundred percent passes as well. And, but there's something about Ruta. I want him to succeed. I really do. Uh, he's a, he's a funny character, isn't he? I, I like him and it was amazing. I was really chuffed for him. And there's times where he really did drag us up the field and uh, made a huge difference to it, it was, which were good. Like they caused us loads of problems and, it was precisely what we needed was someone like him to kick on. So yeah, I'm with you, Rocco. Eight eight out of ten he gets and a uh, man of the match. Lovely. Brilliant stuff. Right. That's it for another week, unless we've got anything else
1: we need to cover. We do. We have to cover two matches. Salford. Oh, bloody hell. But Sheffield Wednesday, I'm missing it. I'm on holiday. Oh god, Rocco.
0: Yeah, Wednesday. you're right. You're right. I was still ex- living the excitement of the weekend. Just like I'm gonna go go to bed now, all happy. But yeah, Sheffield Wednesday next weekend. And uh, yeah, like I say, it's been 200 and however many days it is since we uh, last won a game back-to-back. And and there is a massive chance of of that happening at Sheffield Wednesday. They've not been playing well. Or we could have the Leeds, that law come into play. You never know. But how do you think we'll fare?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm scared because I expect us to thrash them. And that always seems to... End up being a one-nil home defeat after one shot and goal from the opposition. They did it to Bielsa's team. We absolutely pummeled them. I remember, and Antti knew who popped up, and I think they got two late goals in the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I just, I just, I just hope we tear through them. You know, if we've got that same attacking lineup out there, and we don't deliver. I'm going to be just completely devastated really because I'm I'm so carried away right now after that on Saturday so just got to keep the momentum going.
0: Yeah it'll be interesting to see who comes in and who features in the actual game but I think Pirro alone like brings, because we haven't really talked about this and we we've we've touched on it a bit obviously when we talked about him scoring his goal but he's such a great signing and We've always gone for these weird sort of gambles over the history of the kind of Orta and a year. And I mean, this is someone on paper. It's like, well, he's okay. So, out of the remaining strikers who haven't gone abroad to play at a higher level, he's the one that's done it consistently the last two years in the Championship. And we've gone after him and signed him. He's come in first game and banged on in. And uh, again, like his movement at the weekend was was really, really good, like good to watch. And you could see. Us starting to create more space to to get behind them and and get in and have some actual decent shots on goal, and I think that's the thing that excites me. And I think if we can do that, they have, if they have a good week training, a few more players come in, and they might feature. I think like I'd be really confident for us getting something at Sheffield Wednesday because I've got a mate who is a Wednesday fan, and he said, you know, on paper we've signed some like good signings from like. I think PSG and other places like like that, but they're all young players that have got no experience, and they're just a bit of a gamble, you know. And I, I, were they sort of mannequin type players at, at the clubs they were at anyway? Probably. Uh, yeah. So I think, yeah, it's a it's a really good chance for us to start, for really for us to start to start our season more than anything. You know, that's that's kind of what Ipswich felt like a, a bit of a bonus getting that win, but it's always felt like get to Wednesday after the window shut. And our season starts for me.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I like it's funny because it reminds me a little bit of the start of O'Leary's tenure because he came in and like he was absolutely lauded, even though he didn't win a game for ages until we beat Sheffield Wednesday. Funnily enough, he, I mean, I say ages it's like three league games and then two games against Roma that we didn't win. But like everyone was loving him because of the the football that we were playing, and he brought in the youngsters and and you know. Yeah, he was literally being hailed before we'd even won a game. And then we beat Wednesday. I feel like it could be the same. You know, I've seen enough to, you know, make me excited. You know, in the way that Farker plays, in the person that he is and and the manager that he is, and then the players that he's got at his disposal, still a few days of the window to go. But I think the signs are good that we're going to have a really, really strong squad. So I feel like... It's looking really, really good. I'm, I'm very excited for the season. 100 goals, 100 points. That's oh, my prediction. Bloody hell.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, last season was all about bad omens, but I like that omen, Rocco. The fact that mm. you know, our season could uh, kick on with another victory against Sheffield Wednesday, similar to earlier. Yeah, I'll take that. I like that after Sheffield Wednesday. What were we predicting? Let's
1: leave on a prediction. Oh, oh God. 5-1. Uh, 5-1? Five, one. Five, one. What's wrong with you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. 5-0. We'll get our first clean sheet. I'm going to
0: say four 0 because I think they deserve a clean sheet. Like luck got in the way, and it was which were pretty good. Sheffield Wednesday shouldn't get anything from this. Bannon might have lost all of his hair by then. Let's see. Yeah. All right. We'll have a good week, and we'll see you after the the Wednesday game. Cheers, everyone.
1: Sports, social, podcast network.